Hey ladies, welcome to the Losing Fat on Plants podcast. So happy to have you join me. My name is Jennifer and I'm a certified fat loss nutrition coach. I created this podcast for the menopausal woman who's maintaining a fully or partly plant-based diet, but is still struggling like I once did to lose fat because of cycling sugar binges. Menopausal weight gain is for real, and it's more than just calories in, calories out. Hormones, stress, and lifestyle are factors that can affect our appetite and complicate how we feel and behave around food, especially during our midlife. Come on, sister, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If your appetite has increased, you're craving foods high in sugar, and you can't stop overeating, then you're in the right place. Lady friend, don't spend precious time feeling miserable about how you look and your weight. Instead, join me each week as I share evidence-based strategies to help you manage your sweet tooth on a plant-based diet while keeping it real. You don't have to give up your favorite desserts. Let me show you how you can enjoy sweets guilt-free while on your journey towards losing fat on plants. Hope to see you there. Take care. Hey ladies, welcome back to another episode of Losing Fat on Plants. This is episode 11, 30 ways meal prepping can help you on your fat loss journey. And I just recently got back from a three-week vacation in the U.S. It was a vacation that my husband and I had planned for months in advance so that we could enjoy quality time with our adult children. And it was something we considered very special that we had in our hearts for a long time and had been looking forward to knowing that it could possibly be the last time we go on vacation together as a family of five since their lives are becoming busier and busier. So our itinerary was first to fly into New York, where we would stay for two days, then go to Pennsylvania, where we would visit with my parents and my sisters and their families for 10 days, then fly to Puerto Rico, where we would stay for six days, and then end our vacation in Miami, where we would stay for two days. So it was a, it was a, pretty, pretty big trip. And for us, it was a really big deal. And on the day we started our trip, we had a layover in London. And as we checked into our next flight, my husband was surprisingly denied a boarding pass. And we found out that he hadn't been authorized by Esther or Esther to enter the U.S. due to an expired permanent resident card, which we had actually completely overseen since he hadn't been to the U.S. with me for 14 years. But we were completely blindsided and devastated. His permanent residency status was the last thing on our minds since we're married and assumed that our marriage legitimizes his residency. It had never been an issue previously. Although the last time we traveled as an entire family was in 2008, prior to the introduction of the ESTA process, but still the issue could not be reconciled before our next flight. Um, and yeah, we had to make the decision whether we would fly without him or stay. And it was a decision I was not at all happy to have to make, especially since I had planned the entire trip together with him, including all the places we imagined we would visit together, and was so happy to be traveling to the States with him for the first time again after 14 years. But the reality was, we'd already booked all the flights to each destination, and they were non-refundable. So we would have lost a lot of money if we would have canceled the remainder of the trip. So we all made the decision to continue on and we're so sad leaving him behind. 
when we said our goodbyes, I couldn't stop crying. It was so hard to walk away knowing he wasn't going to be with us. And that depressing start tainted the first few days of the trip. Already on the plane, I ordered way too many glasses of wine. And once we finally got to a restaurant at our first destination in New York, I stuffed my face with all the food I could order in one sitting. It was not a pretty sight. And it wasn't a really good way to establish good eating habits already in the beginning of the trip. And on top of that, I recalled quickly after having ordered all that food that New York isn't cheap. So we needed to be more strategic about where we ate, which was not easy considering that we all have very different diet preferences. When you have four adults traveling across the world, there are a lot of expenses that need to be considered. You have to book the flights in between the various destinations and arrange transfers or taxis to your accommodations. You need to book the hotels or Airbnb accommodations. And at some destinations, it's more advantageous to rent a car so you can easily get around in the place where you're staying. And you have to make sure that you reserve a big enough car that can fit everyone and their luggage. If, if you want to do any activities like daily excursions, you need to book tickets times four. And most of the expenses are are fixed costs that you can plan ahead of time, like the flights, a rental car, the hotel, the Airbnb accommodations, and any, any transfers or even activities, depending on you know which activities you plan to participate in. Um, they may not vary in price, but the one expense that is variable and you can't really plan ahead of time is food. You can estimate roughly or plan a daily budget for each meal, but you won't really know how much you'll end up spending until the trip is over. And we, of course, accounted for food in the budget. We we tried to buffer it as much as possible, but we still ended up being over the amount that we had planned. And even considering the fact that my husband was was not with us, you know, Um, so that should have been less uh, money that we spent in terms of, uh, you know, each meal because we had less, one less person with us, but mainly because we were relying mostly on restaurants for our daily meals, the expenses were just more than what we had accounted for. And of course, when you're visiting with family, you have less meals than you need to order from a menu. Like if you're staying, you know, with your parents, like which was the case with us, then, you know, we weren't planning to actually be in the restaurant every day, but you still have additional factors that need to be considered. In our case, my daughter and I needed to plan for our plant-based meals and my sons needed to ensure that they kept up with their calories based on their fitness goals. So we tried to buy groceries that met each of our needs while we were staying with my parents, but it wasn't easy, you know, to, um, really have a, a tight budget and contain the costs, um, simply because, you know, the, the items that we were buying, um, were, were new to us in terms of, um, you know, the, the store where we were, it wasn't a store that we had frequented before, you know, we were guests actually in the States. And so we, um, yeah, just had to sort of get used to, um, you know, which products were the best in terms of taste and in terms of quality. And that required a couple times of buying, um, different types of items, um, or different types of brands of the same item, I should say. Also, there isn't an Aldi at every corner like there is in Germany. So depending on where you're located, you may find yourself buying groceries at really high prices based on the income of the clientele in the area. And at the hotels or Airbnbs in cities where you've never been, like in our case, it was um, in San Juan in Miami, where you switch back and forth between buying groceries and ordering food from restaurants, you don't always know what type of food you'll be getting, whether 
there will be plant-based options available, and whether there'll be healthy or even tasty options that you can enjoy. And for me as a menopausal woman with a sweet tooth, eating a fully plant-based diet, not knowing what and when I was going to eat next, it got sometimes pretty tricky. You can easily end up being triggered and binge once you get your next meal because your mind subconsciously thinks it might not eat again um, anytime soon or, or I might not eat again. Um, but this will ultimately lead you to overeat and pack on unnecessary calories and leave you feeling frustrated as it did me several times on, on the trip. On vacation, you can quickly let strongly rooted routines dissolve and pick up habits that don't serve you at all, all in the name of fun and relaxation, and most of all, in the name of convenience. We don't want to feel restricted and rigid on vacation. We want to let our hair down and feel footloose and fancy free and not having to worry about what we normally think about during our regular work week when we're often under pressure and feeling stressed out. So routines such as sleeping rituals when we actually go to bed and get up in the morning are often the first to go. The times when we eat our first and last meals shift as we prepare our meals with others who have totally different schedules than, than we do. And what we eat also changes. We may eat less healthy in order to accommodate other people's preferences if we're cooking meals together or for others. So it becomes that much more important that we plan ahead of time to reduce too much flexibility that can knock us off of our game plan. And the number one thing that rang in my head the whole time I was on vacation was that I should be prepping my meals as much as possible to ensure that I'm monitoring what I'm eating and how much I'm eating and when I'm eating to stay as consistent with my routine as much as possible. And unfortunately, I didn't succeed at prepping my meals as much as I would have wanted to because I didn't plan ahead of time. I often let spontaneity decide when I would prepare my meal and what I would prepare, which of course did not prove at all to be effective. I managed to meal prep once while I was at my mom's since I had you know, the right accommodations to prepare everything and, and to store my food. The amount I prepped was enough for a week, which would have been better than at least 50% of the meals that I ate. But I only made the effort at the tail end of our stay there. So I had three days of prepped meals and the rest I had to give to others so that it wouldn't go to waste. But I ended up leaving a lot behind. So what was I even doing if I wasn't meal prepping? And why was I doing that instead of planning and prepping? The truth is, I was making meals at the spur of the moment, which left too much room for error. My meals were not as healthy as I would have liked. I was not as conscious of how often I was eating, and it was harder to track the amount or portion I was eating. I also did not journal my eating plan on a daily basis, so I didn't have a good overview of what my overall nutrition looked like from day to day. So while away, I thought of so many reasons how meal prepping could have saved me from the many poor choices that I made. And I wanted to share them with you so that you too could have a strategy the next time you go on an extended vacation and you want to make sure that you stay on track. In fact, I came up with 30 reasons why meal prepping is important for your fast loss, fat loss journey. And even if you only remember one of them, you have all the info you need to be convinced that meal prepping is not only one of the key tools in shedding fat and keeping your weight off for good, but it helps you better manage your eating, um, eating habits and it keeps you on track with more ease. So the first reason for meal planning is that it helps 
you to prepare healthy meals consistently. So the main thing here is consistency. It's the quickest way to reach your fat loss goals. So repeating good habits over and over again propels you forward. When you meal prep healthy food in advance, you'll automatically eat healthy food if you reach for your planned and prepped meals and not for processed foods at the spur of the moment. If your meals are always healthy, which we know means made up of mostly plant-based whole foods and low in sugar, fat, and salt, you'll naturally create a negative energy balance. And that means you will lose fat easily. The second reason is that meal prepping helps you to control what ingredients you add to your food. When you meal prep, you're able to control what goes into your meals. Unlike store-bought meals or food ordered from restaurants, you don't see what's going into your food and you know what foods trigger you or work against your fat loss goals like calorie-dense foods or lots of sugar, salt, and fat. When you meal prep, you can reduce these taste boosters so that your food tastes good but not highly palatable so that you're able to control your cravings and you don't overeat. The number three reason that meal prepping is beneficial is that it helps you to control the portion sizes to manage your calories. Now you don't have to count your calories, but when you have a general idea of the amount that you're eating because your container is the same size, then you can better manage or have a, um, a clear idea of how much you're eating on a daily basis. If you're anything like me, you don't want to spend your time weighing food and counting the calories. Measuring your meals is no longer necessary if you're able to portion your food automatically using pre-selected containers with a set volume. And what I found to be helpful is getting seven to 10 containers, each with a volume that is approximately the same size of the volume, the volume of food that you normally eat per meal so that your meal sizes remain consistent. If you have varying container sizes, it's difficult to track your portions without weighing. But if you have the same size containers, you'll easily know the amount you ate of each meal on a daily basis without even having to count the calories. Number four, meal prepping whole food meals helps you improve the quality of your cooking, the quality of your cooking. If you don't normally cook whole food meals, but instead rely mostly on packaged meals like pizza or ramen noodles or packaged sauces for spaghetti or rice dishes, simply by switching from processed food to whole food increases the quality of your meals tremendously by increasing the nutrient content. And this you're better able to control when you prep your whole food meal in advance. Number five, meal prepping gives you more opportunities to be creative in the kitchen. Cooking whole food requires that you try out different things to boost the flavor of vegetables without overcooking or processing the veggies in order to achieve that. You become creative by improving the taste, by learning different ingredients, and you'll gradually learn more and more how to prepare whole food meals that please you, either by getting inspiration from recipes from cookbooks or online food posts or through experience, learning by doing basically. And you'll start to discover what combinations of herbs and spices or what types of cuisine satisfy you the most. You'll also improve how you prepare your food, steaming or baking versus deep frying or adding more fresh herbs instead of relying on sodium to boost the taste. Number six, not only does cooking whole food meals encourage you to be more creative with the ingredients or increase the quality of your meals because you're cooking less packaged foods out of convenience, but instead Preparing whole foods 
which increases the amount of nutrients that you have in your diet, but your skills get better and better with how you prepare your meals. You learn which gadgets or kitchen devices to use to optimize texture, taste, speed of preparation, and quality of the food so that it's not overcooked or prepared with too much fat and salt. For example, how to cook basmati rice the best way so that it's fluffy instead of dense and sticky, or how to cook sushi rice so that it has the right amount of stickiness and flavor. So you can adjust this depending on what devices you use in the kitchen. The flavor can be enhanced simply with the preparation style. Also, you learn technical skills with experience, how to cut vegetables, for example, and the best ways to cut them for different types of meals as you become more and more aware of recipes and different cooking styles. So meal prepping helps you to increase your technical skills, your technical cooking skills. Number seven, meal prepping also helps you to stay consistent with your eating schedule. When you have to wait until your food has been prepared before you can eat, you may have to postpone your cooking time or push it forward based on your daily work or social calendar. And this may either cause you to grab a quick fix, which is not always the healthiest meal, or you break your fast um, eating earlier than you intended, which stops actually the burning window, or you eat later which may trigger you to binge if you're ravenous by the time you get to it. The ideal scenario is that you grab your food when you're hungry, not before when you risk reducing the number of calories that you burn during your fasting window and not too long after in order to avoid any unnecessary triggering by being ravenous. And this can best be done when the food is already prepared and you can consume it at the time you're scheduled to eat. Number eight, meal prepping helps you to cut down grocery costs. When you um, just need to restock foods that you use regularly for your prepped meals, you don't spend money on food or ingredients that you don't use. And therefore you limit ingredients to just your meals instead of items that are not planned for. Of course, you may want to have snacks or desserts in addition to your prepped meals, but these are likely planned or ideally prepped so that you can stay on track. Number nine, Items that are not planned for and may not be eaten are often wasted. So meal prepping helps you to limit the food that you buy to the meals that you prep instead of causing you to buy food that is not accounted for, which ends up getting thrown out if it's not used. If my husband, for example, buys a beautiful eggplant because it just looks pretty. You know, we recently had purple eggplant sitting around <laughs> because it's in season and it uh, looks pretty. I don't know when it's in season or even if it is seasonal, but if it's not planned for in my meals, it will spoil before I find a use for it because I rarely stray from my planned meals if my meals are already prepped. I know what I like and I mostly prepare meals that I enjoy to help me stay consistent. I actually like eggplant, but if I have to prepare additional food next to my already planned and already prepped meals, then, and it's not as tasty or appealing to me as my prepped meals, then I'm most likely not going to do it. So here's a rule of thumb. Only buy food that is accounted for in your meals. If you do not know when you're going to eat it, do not buy it. Number 10. Meal prepping reduces time spent in the kitchen preparing meals. When you batch cook a week's worth of meals in one sitting, whether it's breakfast, lunch, and dinner, or any combination of the three, you reduce the amount of time you spend gathering all cooking utensils and all ingredients, the amount of time you actually prepare and cook, 
and you reduce the amount of time you spend cleaning up after yourself. And if you batch cook a slow cooker or crock pot meal, you reduce your time even more by eliminating the time you're at the stove standing over a meal, uh, sauteing or, or cooking the food in a pan, waiting for it to be ready. Number 11, meal prepping also reduces time spent planning meals and eliminates decision overwhelm. When you prep in batches, you basically eat the same meal multiple days in a row. So you don't need to figure out what to eat until your next meal prep session. You know how long it takes sometimes when when you're standing in front of the fridge looking at what food is available and what type of meal you can make with it. When your meal is prepped already, you don't need to plan each time you get hungry and you don't have to stand in front of the fridge clueless wondering what you're going to eat. That time wasted um, can be used in in a better way. Number 12. Meal prepping protects you from reaching for unhealthy options when you're in a hurry and you have no time to cook. We've all been there. We have all been there. You're ready to eat, maybe even overdue, and you want your food now, but you don't know what you're going to make or even what to buy at the store or order for delivery. You want to immediately satisfy your hunger and you grab for the quickest snack that you can get your hands on, which is normally the most processed. And why? (laughs) Why is it always like the unhealthiest thing? Basically because you want to satisfy your taste and you want to have a quick energy boost. And processed food is made to do just that with its high sugar, salt, and fat content. If your meal is already prepped, you don't get tempted with processed food to eat off plan. Number 13, meal prepping helps you make better food choices throughout the day if you ensure to prep meals that are satisfying and don't trigger you to eat the processed food that we just talked about. Usually the first meal of the day that you eat is the most critical and not because of the time when you eat it, but because of the content of the food. If your meal has a lot of sugar, experience has shown that you'll be triggered for the first or or for the rest of the day to continue to eat sweet food. On the other hand, if your meal contains a lot of non-starchy, starchy, and fibrous veggies, you will not be easily triggered since your meal is not very palatable. It tastes good, but it's not highly palatable like processed food. And because you ate according to plan, you'll be highly motivated and more likely to continue eating what you originally intended. Number 14 Meal prepping reduces trips to the grocery store. Grocery store, grocery store. Okay, not sure how to pronounce that right now. But in any case, when you reduce the number of trips, then you save time. When you don't have to go to the store, you save the travel time, but you also save the time that you normally spend in the actual store itself, looping aisles or trying to figure out what to eat or looking for a particular item or getting distracted with items that you would not have normally paid attention to, whether it's helpful for fat loss or not. If you would not have been in the store, you would not have gotten distracted with these items that are off plan. Meal prepping saves your time for better and more important things. Number 15, meal prepping helps to reduce cravings for processed or highly palatable food. If you're prepping well-balanced meals with whole food vegetables, 
uh, potatoes, uh, legumes, and fiber, you automatically eat less and less processed food because you're obtaining more nutrient-rich and satiating foods. And when you're full and satisfied, your appetite for processed foods will decrease. Number 16, meal prepping helps to control overeating. Now, this is different than reduce, reducing cravings. With cravings, you may wish to have some chocolate or cake, for example, and once you eat it, you can be triggered to eat more and more, which can lead you to overeat. But overeating itself means you eat more calories than your body needs, and this happens even if you're not eating sweet foods that can trigger you. If you eat, for example, high-calorie foods, and eat your normal massive food, let's say two pounds worth, then you'll actually eat more calories than your body needs. Instead, with um, starchy, non-starchy and fibrous vegetables, for example, for the same two pounds worth of food, you're automatically eating less calories by creating a negative energy balance with the combination of food that you consume. Number 17, Meal prepping can reduce snacking. I'm just going to close the window. I'm not sure if you can hear the noise going on outside. Let's see if I can reduce it just a bit so it doesn't over um, go over my um, my explanations, my uh, different my entire list that I want to share with you. Number 17, meal prepping can reduce snacking. We often snack even when we're not hungry. Snacking is this quote unquote in between meal that we often think of as harmless because it's not a full meal, just a little something to hold us over until the next meal. But it often adds a lot of calories to our daily count simply because we do it mindlessly, not fully aware of the amount that we're actually eating. As long as you ensure that your prepped meal contains the right combination of food, again, that well-balanced meal with starchy, non-starchy, and, and fibrous veggies, you should remain full until you start to get hungry, at which time you can eat your next prepped meal. When your meal is already prepped, there is no mindless snacking in between meals while you think about what to eat later or when you're going to eat later. You know, that's what we do when we're snacking. Meal prepping, if cooked directly or, or, or cooked correctly with nutrient-rich satiating ingredients, you can fill up and you'll be left filling fuller longer, which reduces your appetite for snacks. Number 18, meal prepping helps you build a habit of healthy eating if you ensure that your meals are well-balanced. The more veggies you eat, the less processed food you eat, and the more your body benefits from the increase in nutrients. Healthy meals have a positive impact on your blood sugar balance and your energy levels. Also on your digestion, your, your appearance, um, internal inflammation goes down, your mental capacity goes up, and your sleep improves. Once you mentally and physically recognize this, your mindset shifts and you start to only want the food that serves you the best. Also, you easily build the habit if you ensure to prep at least a week's worth of meals in advance for each session. After only 10 meal prep sessions, you will have had at least 70 days worth of well-balanced meals. And studies show that you need on average 66 days to build a habit. Number 19, meal prepping can make sure that you obtain an adequate amount of vitamins and minerals each day. If you ensure to include a wide variety of vegetables in each meal, then you can increase the amount of vitamins and minerals that you consume. Meal prepping salads is an easy 
way to increase the amount of nutrients in your diet because you can include a whole lot of different raw vegetables, each having their own composition of phytonutrients. And by eating a rainbow of vegetables, you can optimize the number of vitamins your body consumes since the color of each vegetable often represents the type of vitamin or nutrient that's contained. Number 20, if you're on vacation, uh, I can write a book about this. <laughs> Meal prepping helps to reduce spending money in restaurants. You may choose only to prep breakfast and lunch, for example, and eat out for dinner, which we did most of the time. Um, but eating the culinary dishes of the area that you're visiting is, is also a part of enjoying your vacation. So you don't want to cut that out. But if you want to cut down costs, you can prep some of your dishes so that you're not paying exorbitant prices for each meal that you eat. Number 21, if you're on vacation with others, meal prepping can protect you from being swayed into eating unintended meals that others are eating that do not align with your goals. As I mentioned earlier, it's often out of convenience that we eat food that is less than optimal for us if we're in a group and we're preparing food for everyone with varying preferences and nutrition goals. If one or two um, want to have pancakes one or two times during the week, then it's fine normally, right? But every day becomes harder for you to resist if you don't want to be triggered. If your food is already prepped, you're most likely to reach for your prepped meal, then opt for pancakes if you're hungry and no food is prepared. Number 22, when you're on vacation, meal prepping increases the time for leisure activities. It reduces the time spent on meal planning, cooking, or buying food, and it allows you to make the most out of your vacation, which it oftentimes means that you're more active, maybe out and about, um, busy with various um, errands, or, or maybe on an excursion, um, on a boat ride, uh, what have you. In all cases, you're, or in at least those examples, physically more active. And that adds to reducing um, your calories or, or burning calories, which supports fast, fat loss. Number 23, when you're on vacation, meal prepping ensures that you have plant-based meals at all times. A lot of time on our vacation was spent searching for vegan food in grocery stores we weren't familiar with. And vegan restaurants were, um, yeah, very difficult to find when we were out for the day and we didn't have anything prepared. When you prep your meals for the road, it can curb your hunger or appetite until you're able to prepare your next best meal. It saves you from eating Oreos or chips that may be the only vegan options available until your next meal. And I know this firsthand because we often grab junk food just to sustain us while we were on a trip to the beach or on our way back from a long trip, um, you know, a daily trip when there weren't any vegan restaurants or bistros around. Meal prepping can ensure that your meal is healthy and available in between meals and activities while you're on the go. Number 24, meal prep desserts allow you to satisfy your sweet tooth and limit your sugar intake. If you have a sweet tooth like me, you love to have dessert after dinner, maybe even after lunch. There's just something about having a great dessert at the end of the day that tops off your last meal. It satisfies your sweet tooth and it leaves you fulfilled after your eating window closes. If you normally eat desserts after your meal, you know, whether it's dinner or even lunch, 
or both, um, or maybe just once or, or two times a week, then it's better to prep the dessert to ensure that the sweet treat you eat does not trigger you to eat more than you intended. When you prep your own dessert, you have control over what ingredients are included. And as long as you stick to the food guidelines of having whole food and unrefined sweetener or maybe even a sugar substitute, which should spike your blood sugar much less than refined or processed ingredients, then you can enjoy a nice goodie without the guilt and without being triggered as much. Number 25, meal prepping helps you to track your food intake. When you prep your meals and portion them consistently, you have a better overview of the amount you ate during the day and the week as a whole. Now, this is different than the calories because, you know, like I said, it it allows you to monitor your calorie intake without actually having to count as long as you are aware of the estimated amount of calories per meal, then the no, uh, um, no calorie counting is necessary, but staying consistent is the key. It's the very, um, thing, the very one tool that helps you to get closer much quicker to your fat loss goals. A very basic example is if you know you ate just three containers of lentils per day for a week, and the next week you ate, um, yeah, four containers or five containers of lentils per day, then you know roughly by how much you increase your food intake. And particularly if your prep meals were the same in terms of calorie content. So pre-portioned food allows you to monitor the amount of food you consume much better than making a variety of dishes that differ from meal to meal in their calorie content and in the portion that you serve yourself. Number 26, meal prepping improves your relationship with food. It encourages and supports you to eat when you're hungry by keeping your scheduled meals and reducing how much you snack between meals, you learn to eat with a purpose for the sake of nourishment and satisfying your hunger and not for the sake of entertaining yourself, which we often do when we eat between meals. We want that taste, you know, we want to uh, feel good, have, um, you know, a nice treat, but that's more of satisfying our appetite and not our hunger. And it's really mainly for um, entertaining ourselves, isn't it? Number 27, meal prepping increases your lifespan. (laughs) Now you're wondering, what? (laughs) How can it possibly increase the number of years that I live on this earth, God willing? Did you know that the more often you eat out, the more likely you are to consume food that increases your risk for chronic diseases, which can shorten the number of years that you live. So most restaurant food contains a lot of fat and a lot of sugar and and salt, like fast food restaurants like McDonald's and Burger King, and not that you're eating there. Even slow food restaurants have high calorie, high calorie, high, highly palatable, rich foods, let's say. Now, not all restaurants contain inflammatory food and you can always order salad when you go out to eat, right? That's true. But experience shows that when we eat out, we mostly order food that is indulging, which contains the ingredients that are not optimal for us. So by meal prepping, you reduce your chances of exposure to these types of inflammatory foods that can cause high blood pressure, diabetes, or cancer. As long as your prepped meals are well-balanced, and that means having whole food meals with starchy, non-starchy, fibrous veggies. Number 28. Meal prepping helps you better recognize your hunger cues. 
meal prepping does something very important. It assures your subconscious that food is readily available when you need it. When food has to be prepared first before you can eat, you're more likely to choose a quicker option, particularly if you're hungry. And a quicker option, like I mentioned before, is most likely less than ideal. So sometimes we eat before we're even hungry. Yeah, for example, if it's dinner time. But if we eat when we're still full or satisfied, we're not signaled by our bodies to eat and don't learn when we're legitimately hungry. But if you wait and have no fear that food is not going to be available or that you'll have to make the food first, you're more likely to wait until you're hungry. And when you wait long enough, you'll eventually learn what the cues are. This only works if you're not triggered. If you have an appetite, not hunger, but an appetite, an urge or craving for processed food, you're not able to wait and uh, you mistake being triggered for actual hunger. If you're not having cravings and you can truly wait, you will eventually discover feelings of an empty stomach, um, growling, lightheadedness, not to the point of being dizzy and passing out, but low concentration and low energy. And you start to think about food and what you're going to eat. Even the thought of vegetables, not something highly palatable, palatable, but um, mild in taste, even something like, like this can entice you. So meal prepping encourages you to wait because it relieves you of the fear that food will not be available when you most need it. Number 29, meal prepping keeps your fridge organized. When you plan around your prepped meals and buy ingredients according to your eating plan, you don't really have a whole lot of leftovers and unfinished jars or food items laying around unaccounted for in the fridge. When most of your food is prepped, portioned, and contained, it minimizes junk and overstocked shelves, and it brings more order to your fridge. And order, as we know, is good with habit building. And this also supports you in your fat loss journey because it keeps you organized and structured and highly motivated, which keeps you consistent if you're motivated. And that gets you quicker and um, more, um, let's say, at ease, right, with the consistency to your fat loss goals. Number 30, the final benefit of meal prepping is that it brings more ease to your life, which I just mentioned in number 29. Having areas of our lives well-managed, it allows us to focus on more important things. And being that food makes up such a big part of our lives, we have the potential to have a great impact on our productivity and effectiveness. It allows us then to be more relaxed and stress-free. We are better able to manage our eating habits while saving money and time, and we lose fat while we're doing it. Meal prepping seems so simple but it's really so much more. It increases the quality of our lives day by day. So if you have stayed with me this long, then you probably have noticed a pattern with all of the 30 reasons why meal prepping can help you on your fat loss journey. And the big one is you're building a habit each day, which if done over time, will bring you to your goals. The habit consists of even tinier action steps, starting with planning your meals made up of non-starchy, starchy, and fibrous veggies, buying the ingredients, batch cooking, or prepping your meal, scheduling your meal, waiting until you're hungry, you know, acknowledging and recognizing your hunger cues between meals, and then reaching for the meal itself that was prepped. 
when these tiny actions are done over and over again, then they'll become automated and automation makes your life easy because it takes the thinking out of the doing and it helps you to remain consistent. And consistency, like I've said several times during this episode, it gets you the quickest to your fat loss goals. This episode was pretty long. And if you're like me, you may not have time to re-listen to it in order to jot down all of the reasons to keep you motivated when you need further inspiration for meal planning. If you forget all that I mentioned, the, the 30 different uh, benefits. And, you know, they say that we actually remember only 10% of what we hear, 20% of what we read, and 80% of what we see. So that's actually why I create um, cheat sheets for this one and other episodes so that you can download them to remember the key points that will help keep you on track. By, by looking in them, seeing them visually, then you're more likely to remember the information. So I have created a cheat sheet for this episode and I will leave it in the description notes. If you join my free course, you not only have the cheat sheets that will be delivered directly to your inbox, but a planner template that you can use on a daily basis that will help you to plan healthy, tasty meals and snacks consistently so that you lose fat quicker. It's not a meal plan, but it's a plan that helps you remember the basic food rules or food guidelines for preparing healthy, tasty, and satiating meals that help you to create a negative energy balance that will support fat loss. I'll leave the link um, in the description notes, as I said. So thank you so much for listening. I'm really glad to have you join me for these episodes. And if you enjoyed it, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, please leave a review so I know how you feel about the content of the episodes, if it's exactly that what you're looking for, if you'd like to see more, um, you know, other more of more information um, that I haven't shared thus far. If you want to know different procedures for doing different things, just share your thoughts and your reviews and, you know, whatever information you leave behind. It helps to share this podcast with many more women who can benefit from it. So I'm so grateful, very, very grateful if you're able to do that. And I look forward to sharing with you again next week. And as always, stay healthy, stay blessed, and remember, if you have a sweet tooth and you're trying to lose fat, guilt-free always tastes and feels better. 